Hey lovelies, welcome to episode number 47 of the journey of self-love through self-care. My name is Amy Mercado and I'm the owner and the creator of my brand, The Mercado Method. And I teach a variety of online classes and in-person yoga and fitness. And you can head over to my link tree or my Instagram, all the details will be below if you want to find out any more information. Today, I have a guest called Zoe Whitehead, who's here from the Lunar Lightworker, um, her own business and entrepreneur, which I'm super excited to find out more. And we connected through Instagram. Well, Zoe reached out to me about doing a, an exchange through a podcast and an Instagram, which was like my first kind of exchange like that. So I'm quite nervous, but excited to see what comes out. And um, yes, yeah, so I'm gonna hand over to you, Zoe. Let us know who you are, what you do, and what's your connection as well, like, because we're all about the moon. So what's your connection with the moon? And just, yeah, just introduce yourself. Mm. Oh, it's lovely to be here, Raymond. We had a fab live, didn't we, over on Insta last night. I love finding out all about what you do as well. So my name's Zoe. Obviously, I'm um, British, English, as you can tell by the accent, based in the UK. And my jam is light work. So I support empathic light workers to really start to step into their light and reach their fullest potential and really start to ignite their passion and purpose. And we do this primarily by connecting with the lunar cycles and cosmic and earth kind of seasonal cycles. That's our main, um, what, what really what we weave into all of, all of our teachings and the way that we um, live our lives as well. And yeah, that, that really is my purpose and my mission that's what I feel I'm here to do it really lights me up and um, I guess my journey started um, you know from probably not that long ago my awakening about 15 years ago where I was originally working as a teacher in school and teaching languages to teenagers and it's all very stressful and obviously as an empath not knowing that I was onboarding, and I guess all the, all your empathic audience will understand that onboarding all that stress, that high anxiety, and uh, not really understanding what was going on, and understanding that I had these gifts, and I kind of had a bit of a breakdown and left um, within a week of the teaching, not really knowing what I wanted to do. Um, but just prior to that, I'd started setting up little nurture workshops in the schools with, because um, there were a lot of, well, as always, there were a lot of children that um, school refuse or have high anxiety. So I was starting to, at the time I was, I was trained in children's yoga and um, transparent healing, which is the energy modality. I just kind of started that for myself. And I thought, right, I could do something here. So I approached the head and um, he was really open. So I used to come with my crystals, my gridding cards, and I'd run energy on the children. They'd really, really shift really quickly because obviously they're very unquestioning and open. And um, so this was kind of coupled with my <laughs> breakdown, um, you know, from the pressure of teaching, being in a high, highly stressful, stressful environment. And so, as I said, I left and um, kind of cried for about a week. And I had no no idea what I was going to do, where, where I was headed. But it slowly became obvious to me that, that that was my, you know, my calling really was to help in this way with 
um, vibrational energy and, and helping children to, sort, you know, and, and people to sort of find themselves again and rediscover themselves. And that kind of morphed into um, circles. I used to have women come to, to the, into the living room, you know, in my house and we'd convene every, every week and we'd, um, you know, we, and, and it became funnily enough it just kind of started to connect with the moon cycles it just gradually you know how things unfold um and I'd, I'd run energy I'd do teachings and things like that and um and that's really how it started and I thought I really love doing this it really lit me up and I'd have people over for one-to-one healings things like that and then like you COVID hit and everything just you know, everything kind of had to crumble and it made me realize that actually I need to go online with this. You know, this, this is my bigger purpose. I can, you know, like, you know, we, we, we become global, don't we? If that's what we want. And so I could really expand out and I started to discover light work and I just love that. And, um, you know, just really starting to weave in these natural cycles um, into my teachings and the energy work that I did and, and really starting to help people to ignite their soul purpose. That really is, um, you know, where it's heading for me now. But that, that's kind of in a nutshell who I am, what I do and, and my awakening, really. Well, the, the thing that made me laugh is like, I haven't been doing this long, 15 years, and I thought, bloody hell, my awakening only really started about two years ago. So I'm, I'm, just, I'm just scratching that little surface off. Oh, my God, if you're still seeing that, but no, that did make me chuckle. Oh, do you know, I, I've always, do you know, mo, uh, most people that I talk to, Amy, have had a like really meteoric, you know, awakening. It was like almost overnight. Mine was at such a snail pace because I think I was frightened. I, I felt my power, but I was just really resistant. So for it's, you know, probably I would say a good stretch of sort of 10 years of just dabbling with yoga, meditation, crystals, and just all for myself and not really wanting to go any further with that. And I talk about my awakening as in finding my purpose. That's what I mean. I mean, obviously, I was waking up. But for me, it was so slow. Because I was, I was, yeah, I was in a lot of fear around it. So I couldn't let go. Well, it's, it's interesting because I feel like I kind of didn't really have a choice with mine. It kind of come and I realised yesterday when we spoke on the Instagram, what I didn't mention was like, I think what really woke me up was going through like severe heartache. And that sort of was what mm. actually woke me up to this. There's more to this than actually feeling this. But when you say fear, like fear for me, like I still get a lot of fear around this because it's like, every time I sort of go down a little bit more of a rabbit hole <laughs> comes up and I think oh my god is this real am I losing the plot is this and it's really I was, I was feeling into this like I feel like I sometimes sound like I'm absolutely batshit crazy with some of the stuff that's happening so maybe it's I don't know if there's a right or wrong way to do it but to maybe do it over the 10 years and have that smoothness and not be so intense it's like what is the right or wrong way to sort of go through this process <laughs> I don't think I don't think there is I don't even know if we can define it but you know I thought a lot about this I don't even know if we can define it as right or wrong I suppose it just is and that's very much my nature I'm very it's not a cautious thing but I just 
I have a lot of resistance and I think in just in the way I approach life it is a bit like that um and maybe not an inner knowing you know maybe you, you the thing is we all come in at, at different levels of consciousness don't we so you know maybe you've done loads of clearing and we're ready at that point I mean you're a lot younger than I am um but I don't know it just that's just how it had to unfold for me I guess um it is, yeah I mean I find it very hard to surrender so for mm. me even with some of the stuff that I've even today when I did like a breath work, I could feel like it's almost like I could start to see myself let go. And then my body's like, where you go? Yeah. And then it whips me back in. And I'm like, oh, we're still not quite ready yet. And that's okay. Cause I'm, I sometimes feel like I'm chasing something as well. And it's like, just where am I in this very moment? Am I safe? And then I check in with myself, but it is, it is there's a lot. Cause when you start looking into it and then some of the rabbit holes you can go down are quite deep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> So it's like, does that resonate with me? Do I want to? And then I think, am I ignoring that? Or am I just choosing to be focused on where I'm at in the moment? Yeah, that's a really good point. And I think, you know, I always like to explore what I resonate with. And I do understand that part of our empowerment and part of our awakening and stepping into our power is to release those blocks that hold back, hold us back. So there is a huge amount of fear, especially when, I mean, you know, as well as an entrepreneur, especially when you're templating something so unique to you, you know, your own essence, you've obviously, you know, um, created this incredible um, system like this, that you're not really following anyone, are you? And you, you've woven in your loon work and, um, you know, that that's really hard because you've got no one to follow on. Do you know what I mean? You're not following anyone. You've, you've got to kind of stand up and say, this is me. And it's, it's, you feel really exposed and you, um, you know, there's a lot of fear around that, but I understand, I understand that, that that is part of that purification and empowerment process that, that we have to go through it in, you know, in quest of our sole purpose. And it, it really is our biggest block is ourselves, isn't it? And we discover that the more we, we, we dare to, to step forward. So before you was doing this then, so you said you was, you trained to be a teacher. Yeah. You just did teaching for a week or did you, when you said, or. Oh no, a few years. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Yes. So what, yeah. what, um, what made you maybe feel into going into teaching originally then? What was sort of like the program, not programming, but what was sort of like, cause sometimes I, I look back on the, the things that I chose when I was going through the school years and it's like, Oh, I think that's an option. I'll, I'll tick that box. I think that's an option. Tick that box. If I could have said, <laughs> moon spiritualist (laughs) yoga instructor that would not have been on the list (laughs) no I know this is it well it again very much like in my kind of way of doing things I had no idea what I wanted to do I just I went to uni because at the time we got grants and you know I didn't know what else I wanted to do so I just kind of followed the crowd and, and the degree I did was a real kind of modular course so it was lots of little things because I didn't know what I, I just didn't know myself and that's so typically Chiron and Aries we just really struggle with self-identity um, and all I wanted to do all I wanted to do Amy was live in France that was all I wanted to do so I was very good at French I, my mum was French so I um, did my degree when off to France just kind of like didn't really I just kind of did jobs to live and then I uh, as you do followed a man up to Belgium and that kind of went pear-shaped so I came back and I thought oh, gosh what am I going to do and the obvious answer was teaching French 
Um, and well, at languages, I did Spanish as well. I'd done that at uni. Um, and I come from a long line of teachers. It's really in our lineage. And I love teaching, which is what I do in the membership. So I've always had that skill within me. Um, so I guess that that was it. It just always felt like I'd fallen into something because I didn't really know there was nothing pulling me. Um, so it really was all part of this big self-discovery journey. And I could see there were definite little clues as to where I needed to be. I always thought that I would work with children in a more spiritual way, spiritual capacity, but it, it just wasn't meant to be. It's women a few men but mainly women and I think that I, I resonate more with the female vibe I, I just do um, I seem to attract women um, and yeah children not so much so that's just how it's unfolded and, and and that's the thing as well isn't it you have to get over like we were talking about last night controlling the outcome you know you have this idea in your head and you have this kind of higher vision don't you but it's it doesn't always unfold in the way that you think it's going to unfold. And we have to be prepared for that. But when I think I feel into it, what's happened for me, and I don't know if it's, it's probably a byproduct of what's happened to you. Like when the yoga's on, sometimes the mums, but oh, the kids did that with us. Mm. Or the, like when I went and hung out with my niece in Valencia and I was doing some stretching, my brother was like, she's been doing like yoga moves since she's gone. And I was like, oh, I'm infiltrating the system. This yeah. Is so whatever we're sort of teaching to to these mums or dads like it's going to be reflected out for you know if the, if the parent's energy is changing or the person's energy is changing mm -hmm. even if you're not a parent and you're at work and your energy is changing people are like you seem really relaxed lately or something shifted i want mm -hmm. a bit of that so people then start asking questions and with kids they're curious like they're well more curious than adults so they'll just start copying they won't have no shame about it and they'll just do what you're doing so yeah. We are, and that's the thing. So a lot of people say, oh, you should work with kids. And I said, like, oh, I haven't got the patience and blah, blah, blah. Mm. But ironically, like it's sort of going down that system without me even needing to try. You just attract, you're attracting that, you're magnifying that. And that's obviously where you're at with it. I mean, this it's so funny. I was talking to a client um, a couple of days ago and she, what her part of what she does is with children. And and we were both saying, because when I first started with working with children in that way in schools, you know, we were both saying how quickly we realised that it's not just the child, it's it's really the adult, it's the parent that almost needs the, the support. You know, if the children have got anxiety, often it's it's like a family patterning, isn't it? You know, because we struggle. Sometimes we find it hard to template new ways. And I mean, I have two teenage boys. I'm very aware of, you know, the kind of ups and downs, the testosterone, full moon and... Wow. <laughs> you know it rises doesn't it so um yeah it's an interesting one and she, we were both saying that you know it is about helping and supporting the parents because the children that are coming in as you know they're crystals or rainbows they they're templated differently they see things differently and in fact it's us that have to play catch up with all of that and that's why they really resonate with yoga you know all of these sort of holistic more holistic ways of being they love energy they respond so beautifully to it and they're just non-questioning there's no fear around it you mean I mean I know you're a lot younger but I mean I grew up in the 70s and we were just like that generation of shut up and sit down you know do as you're told we didn't question we didn't dare question 
Um, and it's just not the way with these kids nowadays. They question everything. And thank God they do, you know. What was it like for you as like a teenager yourself? Like what was your, did you express your emotions or was everything quite platonic or what was it sort of like growing up for you? That's such a good question. Um, so I was very, well, I am empathic, really empathic, like hugely sensitive. And I didn't know that. I didn't understand that about myself. I was very psychically open. So I used to see loads of things and hear loads of things. Um, but it, I, I was very accepting of that. So there was all of that part, but also the empathic side. And so I was um, like a sponge. And I remember at school being, oh, gosh, I just used to onboard everything, but not realize that it was other people's stuff as well as my own. So I resorted to becoming um, a people pleaser, people fixer, you know, like the typical empathic um, ways of being. But I kept myself really small, really under the radar. I was like a little quiet mouse um, and it wasn't really until university that I really bloomed it was almost I always used to call myself a late bloomer like everything happened I was tiny and like I had spots when I was in my 20s like it was like everything came a lot later for me physically emotionally um, and I, I do feel that was because of this empathic nature that I just you know suppressed kept myself small and yeah would you sort of because my mum actually said when she was little like so I didn't growing up for me like I didn't really have I had like inklings of things but everything got shut down super soon like, mm -hmm. as soon as like the body dysmorphia and the eating stuff came in mm -hmm. and then I had to almost like grow up very 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 young so I had like a job from 13 and so I didn't mm -hmm. have that exploration or anything but did you because my mum said like she had the opportunity so I didn't know this until recently so yeah I used to see things and my mum used to take me mm. to sort of try and figure out what was going on and blah 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 like did you oh. get an opportunity to explore it or was it a case of like don't talk about it shut it down and or did you feel comfortable expressing it um I never did Do you know what was so weird whenever I look back maybe it wasn't I was just really accepting it was just like oh and uh, I'll tell you what happened it was always at my granddad's house in France we always used to spend all of our whole of our summers in France in this really rural village and I used to share a bed with my sister and every night I could see these beings I, I don't really remember it but all I, re all I remember, I don't remember what they really looked like, but it, I could see that there were what I thought were people on the end of the bed chatting, but I couldn't understand what they were saying. So I think I just assumed it was French. I didn't question it. It didn't frighten me, but it used to annoy the hell out of me because I couldn't sleep. It used to wake me up. And I couldn't sleep. And I used to annoy my sister because I'd be tossing and turning. And I just remember it so vividly. And it would only ever happen there. I was obviously getting very activated. Um, and I never spoke. I don't know. I, just, I think with, as children, we're very accepting, aren't we? And it was just, right. <laughs> you know, I, didn't, I didn't question it. It was just normal. Um, I also remember flying. I absolutely remember flying and I have memories of that. And obviously that was out of body travel, you know, like, um, you know, sort of, um, you know, 
traveling, I couldn't think of the word then, out of body experiences, you know, at night or whatever. But uh, funnily enough, I was talking to my best friend that I've known since I was eight. And she said, I regularly used to talk about just being out of my body. I don't remember that, but I remember not being in it, you know, and just, just stuff like that. Um, but I, I don't know, I, I guess that you, I must have shut it down and just kind of, when I, I went a bit introverted when I was older and as a teenager, um, and maybe that's what happened, but it was never frightened of it. It never frightened me. I don't remember being frightened of those memories, if you see what I mean. But yeah, it's funny. My friend was talking because I do his breath work sometimes and he said like he kept woke, he, he keeps getting woken up as an adult now and he's like it's like divine father's coming in and wants to play at oh. three in the morning and he's like then it's like divine mum is like you're not putting your boundaries in so I was just laughing he's like tell them <laughs> not now I'm resting we'll play tomorrow but I was just thinking it just made me giggle and I thought gosh like to have that kind of energy in I used to have very mm. vivid dreams mm. as a child but not necessarily know what that was mm. what um when you say you sort of like maybe shut it down or suppressed it, like what made, was something triggered that? Or did you feel like you had to grow up and get, you know, like get serious or what sort of maybe influenced that? I, I think I had a lot of emotional, like, um, you know, I was often in overwhelm. And I think, again, that was the empathic nature. I had a mother who, I mean, we got on really well and, and I don't, I'm not in judgment of her, but she struggled emotionally. She was not able to support us emotionally so maybe like you we had to um grow up quite quickly we had to do things around the house we had to we just didn't get emotional support because she wasn't able to do that um and consequently I I guess that was never templated for me so I had a lot of problems um you know I had a bit of eating disorders things like that as well but it never defined me I don't I don't want to give the impression that it, it it defined me. It definitely overshadowed my, say, teenage years. But, you know, it's something that we learn to live with and we, we learn to um, master more of and navigate. And I mean, I still binge. I still do a bit of binging and not purging. But, you know, I, the, the chocolate thing is my go to. If It, it definitely is. I, you know, if I'm really honest, there's, there's a bit of that. Um but you just kind of, you, you, you find yourself, don't you? And this is why, you know, things like finding our purpose, our passion and, and doing inner work and breath work and yoga and all of these beautiful inner practices really help us to, to build a, a, a strength, a strengthened core and something we can just go back to whenever we, you know, we have that fear rising. That's something that never stops, obviously, but we just learn to, dance with our fear don't we I just did a post about that the other day actually because it is that that's what happens we never there's always been a bit of misconception I feel with spirituality you know when you're awakening and you're really stepping into your purpose and that you know you you don't really have these angst and these you know crises but you you do but it's just that you learn to come back to that point of center quicker maybe you don't stay so stuck in it do you you just you, you learn to navigate it you learn to to dance with it and be okay in it um you know, and that, um, yeah, that, that's really been my journey through it all. I, I feel like something I'm starting to realise in is we've all been taught to fear fear. Mm. And it's almost like, oh, if that feels a bit uncomfortable, a bit scary, like run away from it or like don't go near it. 
it's like curiosity like killed the cat and all this sort of stuff that we've sort of gone through and I was like ah oh, so I kind of need to face these fears and be with these emotions and it's almost like I feel like I'm I'm a child learning to navigate at the moment through what am I and even though this means very very short window for me on this journey so far and it's like I was doing some inner child's meditation earlier and it was like be with that inner child and feel that fear and not run away from it because normally I'm like oh I don't want to feel that I'm going to block it out or numb it out yeah. and it sounds amazing that you've been able to sort of navigate through this for, for such a long like, for, like to be steady like this it's amazing yeah well it's, it's taken me a long time maybe I mean it's a practice it's a specific practice that I do um it's so interesting you talked about because when it feels childlike we know that's in the child pain it's in a child wounding negative experiences that are resurfacing things that we haven't quite let go of or dealt with or suppressed you know most of us either suppress we're really good at that aren't we and especially in this it's very much in the British psyche I feel to suppress and stiff up a lip and let's get on with it kind of thing or we go into overwhelm which was very much my case and I became frightened of my feelings I didn't know where to go with it because that was very much my mum's patterning um or we do a bit of both um so I knew it, and it's like anything isn't it you know when you because you realize what you're destined to be doing which for me was helping people in this way I knew I had to heal that within me or I had to unravel and unpick that patterning which is interesting because my eldest son was showing signs of that earlier in you know when he was younger he's now 15 um and he's totally doesn't do that anymore because I've cleared it within myself and this is what happens when you clear on that genetic line you know that lineage that 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 kind of spiritual lineage or not spiritual lineage but that way that way of being it clears within the family as well. It's so interesting. But for me, I've got a very specific process. I recognize it. I, you know, whatever's coming up, I own it because I'll always have a part in it. I don't try and understand it. So I'm not kind of bringing in my mental body. I'm just like, okay, I'm feeling shit. I'm having a shit day. I'm not okay, but I'm okay with not being okay. That's the kind of thing I do. I tell myself and the, that creates that little space, that little gap. And then I just sit with it. I sit with the discomfort because I know it will pass. It might take a couple of hours, but it will pass. I tell, I tell my husband, I tell you, look, don't take it personally. I'm not in a good space. I don't need to know why. You don't need to know why. Um, you know, it doesn't matter. And I just make sure I'm not projecting out. I'm not blaming him or whatever. Because you're personality self just wants to blame someone it's so straight away you want to know what it is who's to blame and I just own it and it just dissipates and then you just you have like a little bit of clarity over whatever's going on or you you know you feel strengthened within and it's I mean don't get me wrong I definitely have my wobbles and I lose my shit sometimes but it's it's pretty quick live now um, and it just, you know, that practice, that practice just strengthens you each and every time. So, you know, there might maybe periods in almost every day where I'm like, oh, you know, it's not about this is what I used to think. I used to think I have to be 100 percent all the time. And, you know, when we look at nature, nothing blooms. You know, we all know that nothing blooms, does it? It's like maybe for six, seven weeks, it blooms, you know, and we, we're, we're expecting ourselves to be these kind of Pollyannas and we're just not meant to be like that. 
and it's giving ourselves space and time to kind of navigate whatever get over ourselves and you know just just be self-loving and be gentle and we, we, one thing I was, I was talking to my friend about it yesterday on the phone to him and I said I think I, I don't quote me on this but I, they, I listened to something and they said like women's hormones change like hourly and men change like every 12 <laughs> hours or something like that. of course we change every freaking hour but it's like we're navigating with the moon cycles, we're navigating with emotions. So we've got we've got the human in us that's got all this stuff actually going on in our body. Then we've got the systems that are being probably overrided because we don't actually know how to soothe ourselves, a lot of us, or we're sort of going through this process of learning to regulate ourselves. And then we've got the spiritual side and the and like you said, like the stuff that's been in the lineage and the DNA, and then you've got the societal stuff, and it's just like, no wonder why none of us know whether we're oh. going. <laughs> but what I was interested in as well is like with two teenage sons as well, because I've got a lot of mums that are going through a lot with their kids at the moment. Mm. And you, like you said, you said that your son's sort of shifted where you've been doing your work. Like maybe you could share like what we maybe you'd recommend for busy mums, like, because there's a lot of people that are still in this like crazy juggling act of doing Yeah. Things. We're all still juggling, but some of the stuff when I listen to my friends doing it and I'm like, oh my God, and this is just me trying to figure out my stuff, like respect to all the, other people doing all their business as well but what would you sort of maybe recommend to help with like the teenage situ not the situation but like to sort of navigate because what I'm finding and hearing is a lot like the mums are then taking on that emotion and taking on that guilt and that worry and everything like that and it's like how do you sort of navigate through that or what would you maybe recommend wow yeah so I love that I absolutely love that you know um yes really really good question I think the biggest learning for me Amy and it's been the most profound realization that has helped with everything that's unfolded with our family is that I guide but I'm not responsible for them I am I absolutely you know I've got one who's not he's not doing stroke of work for his GC okay it's early days but he hasn't done anything and I don't think he'll do much and I'm like okay you know we you know what we think you know what we recommend but it's your life it's your consequences and I've just had to take a step back I guide but I take a step back and I'm not responsible I'm not responsible. Um, the other one came out in bless him in year seven and was like really loud and proud. And, you know, obviously big state secondary schools are getting all these kind of you know, like homophobic, you know, all of it because he was so in their face with it. And I thought, right, he went to skirt, makeup. And I thought, oh my God, he's going to get beaten to a pulp. And, and I just thought, well, that's his learning. That's his challenge. He's got to let it come out. And it was really hard, you know, but you have to let go. It's, it's, I know it sounds really obvious and like probably people are saying, but how do I let go? But, you know, I've always felt and I, and I totally believe in this, that we come through with a particular life path and particular challenges and it's part of our soul contract you know and for him to you know maybe he's going to be some sort of person that will help people come out you know maybe maybe that that's his role you know maybe because there's not a lot of boys that will come out you know it's more trendy with girls but um you know I don't know I don't know maybe this this is part of his learning and, and it's it, there's a higher purpose within that but I'm not going to stand in his way um you know but but just me by thinking that this is their challenge and this is something they have to learn 
for themselves it just gives me that degree of separation and then I don't get the guilt I don't you know I have wobbles and I think am I doing the right thing but I know ultimately that if I step in and I'm constantly behind them and I'm they're not going to learn what they've got to learn and they're not going to be able to know who they are for me the most important thing above GCSEs and the rest of it is they know who they are and I think we've achieved that. I've, I really do feel that. Um, but, you know, it, it's hard to take that step back sometimes. I don't know whether that helps your listeners. But also, I would say on a personal level that you come first. You always come first. You put yourself first. You carve out time for yourself every single day, even if it's five minutes for inner practices. Because if you are not in a good space, you cannot support anybody else. And that I would say that and the and the and the kind of getting, you know, having that degree of separation has been the two foundational beliefs that I've always stuck by. And I feel that, yeah, okay, my kids have wobbles and things like that, but um. You know, I, I think they're, they're, they're pretty steady. They're pretty steady lads, you know. But although saying that, girls are harder. <laughs> they're more complicated, aren't they, emotionally? Whereas boys are easier when they're older. I do I do feel for my brother because he grew up with me and my mum. Like, because once my dad moved out. But I thought, God, he had two women to deal with as well. <laughs> yes. thinking, how did he do it? <laughs> Must have been a lot. But what as well was interesting, you said, like, your, your, your eldest has sort of shifted um what sort of made was that you doing your stuff or was oh that yeah sort of yeah sorry I, mean, I, I kind of didn't go into that so yeah I well I was running a lot of energy on him because I run I'm a transference healer so I ran a lot of energy on him what, that, what does that mean sorry because to me yeah I'm... that's that's an important question so it's a modality it's a healing modality where I I channel energy and I'm taught to to run energy in a particular way using set, a set of procedures. Um, it's a relatively new modality where the teacher, the founder of it is still alive. She's Australian. Um, and we use kind of crystal technology. Um, it's, it's deeply alchemizing. So it goes right down into the body and consciousness, creates shifts. We, we use past ascended mastery. It's, it's very, there's a lot that goes into it. Um, but you just, I suppose for the purposes of this conversation, it's a way of running energy that's high vibrational so it creates shifts as soon as you start running it even before sometimes it starts to create shifts and you just see people people shifting moving transforming letting go of stuff um so I think that that has been a real backbone to what I've been doing obviously my own work and letting go of patterning so that I I'm different in the way I approach things um I'm a great believer in modeling you know, embodying, embodying what you believe, you know, they see me and my husband, you know, we, we really hold a space, we really try and hold a space. And what I mean by that is we don't get involved emotionally so much in things. And they see that, you know, children see everything, um, you know, and they'll see how you approach things and how you cope with things and how you navigate things. So, all of that, I suppose, is woven in. And, and I, you know, I don't sit there talking like we talk, but, you know, say if something comes up or something at school or, you know, I just have a more of a, I suppose, a more spiritual perspective, just naturally, because I live and breathe this stuff probably as you do. You know, that's embodiment, isn't it? 
so, so it sounds like as well like because if your eldest is what 15 yeah and then you said you'd be on this journey for about 15 years oh yes I never thought that I, know, I was just thinking that like do you feel like that sort of maybe is what got you into that shift maybe possibly? yeah yeah because I noticed that pattern in him with it's a it's my mum and I know my her mother had this and I don't know beyond that but they had this real emotional it's like they had this kind of emotional wounding they they couldn't cope with their emotions. So they used to be very shouty and panicky and, you know, just little things would get them het up. So that's why we never felt, myself and my sister, um, that we had emotional, they loved us in lots of different ways. And, but she couldn't give emotional support. She just couldn't, she couldn't cope with things. And I saw that very much in him. And I knew that I had that in myself. So that really, you know and actually it's true at the time when I was at school and I was helping children that were school refusing he started to have quite a lot of anxiety as well so it was yeah actually thinking about it it was that was one thing that really led me into thinking I need to do something I can use this energy work to help people and I knew I needed to help myself at the same time so well done for noticing that because I never oh, really... that's, yeah that's interesting yeah I love yeah, I, yeah I'm, my brain just quite um mm. And so tell us about what your lunar light is about and what sort of stuff you do and yeah, share away because I'm super curious. Yeah, so um, so the lunar light work, so my, I have three things. My, um, my membership, which is more of a kind of, it's a maintenance thing. So we have light workers that come in and um, we can be, we kind of gather online every week. I do high frequency healing teachings that come up. We always look at the energy, like the cosmic dates that are coming out, like obviously we're in eclipse season, how that's going to impact us. We do soul questing, very much like you, you know, around the new moon and full moons, we do rituals, intention settings, reflection things like that so it really is like a maintenance program um and then I have a group program my earth alchemy group program which is um more of an introductory level for clearing blockages and you know all those core limiting beliefs that hold us back so that we can really start to connect to our light and then I have my soul purpose mastery coaching which is for you know more kind of soul-led light workers who really want to discover more of what they're mastering in this lifetime so it's those three things that kind of work together so not much <laughs> no. <laughs> and I'm just super curious so what does your partner do like out of curiosity is he he's, like, hey. he's very nerdy and he's lovely um but yeah <laughs> he does what sorry he's IT he's now that you're online as well I guess that kind of aligns even more so maybe with the IT well what I, what we would love is that he then eventually stops and supports me you know because like you know it's all like the website and then I'm not techie at all so that would be his you know that's what he'd love to do you know is come and support me but yeah yeah so it's great you know he has his place in all of this as well um but yeah and um <laughs> Where did you guys meet out of curiosity? Oh, just, well, when, so, when I came back from Belgium after a failed relationship, <laughs> I, it's always so, so, it was like that Chiron return. No, not Chiron return, Saturn return, sorry, wasn't it, in the 30s. I came back, no career, no nothing. 
um, living at my parents' house. And I got a little job temping where he worked. And that's where I met him. And he wasn't the nerdiest. So if you ever listen to this, you are not the nerdiest. But um... you know what? I, I've accepted that I am a really big nerd and geek. <laughs> and I fucking own it now. Because I was like, yeah. I love researching. And I just thought, at something I'm actually really proud of is like how much mm. I love to like geek out and learn. Yeah, yeah. But it's almost like been a bit of a, it's been seen as like, oh, a bit of a taboo. But now I'm like, I, I own that because I find that quite, yeah. I find that very attra- an attractive quality in someone as well. well. I think I always have, I've always gone for more geeky, nerdy types, I must say. And I think I am, yeah, probably me as well, but in a different way, not in the obvious ways. Um, yeah. yeah yeah so yeah how, um, how have you found like transitioning from being in person with people to doing the whole online like and how do you because mm-hmm. I've asked that question first I've got like I've just blah. yeah that's interesting that's really interesting question I've never been asked that actually but I do the most the, the biggest thing I found um for me is you can be more bounded with your time yes because I have you found that I was my god (laughs) yeah I would have clients here for like three hours and it would drain me but I I find it difficult (laughs) to like go okay um you know if I didn't have back to back so it's been a lot I love that for that but conversely you know, I work with a coach now because probably like you were not marketer. Well, I'm not, I'm not a marketer. I never had that skill. And the online digital marketing is a minefield. There's so many moving parts to it. And I struggled for quite a few years to really get anywhere because I'm very community led and I love that. Um, but I was really finding it difficult to kind of have the community and then introduce my products and move people along and there's a whole way of doing that isn't there and I wanted it to be soul-led I wanted it to be very um organic and soul-led but I found this beautiful coach now who's really really helped with that and my messaging it was all of that you know for you know you've got to be really um clear in your messaging and you know as you know um so yeah that that's the part I really found challenging um but I love Facebook I love I just think I come alive I I love teaching so I love doing lives I love doing Facebook so those platforms like Insta and you know all of this Zoom really lend themselves well to that don't they you know if you're not afraid to go out and chat and be natural I think it it could be really powerful for you did you find, did you have any resistance like being seen online when you transferred? Um, I can't remember that. That was the one thing that I didn't mind because I knew there were clients that I worked with or people who were trained in the same modality who were starting to build their own businesses and they just did not want to do the the lies. And I, I used to love it. I've always loved it, I think, because, I, because I'm a teacher at heart and I don't mind having that audience. You know, some people are it could there's nothing worse I think for them yeah I'm really grateful that I'm quite comfortable with that and it didn't really sort of hit too much but it is I was just some people it was it's been a really big struggle but I feel like for both of us it's been more of the technology side of things it's like yeah I read something I'm like how do I do this and I'm like I can't deal with this and I'll shut the computer down just like 
I mean, when I first started using this computer, I couldn't even work out how to copy and paste. I had to go on YouTube to work out how to. Oh my God. How do you use this thing? Like, so it's been a whole journey yeah. and um, going, okay, I just need to dip my toe in a little bit. Mm. But, um, and another question as well, like, mm. the things that have come up for me at the moment is a lot of, still a lot of fear. So again, I'm sort of riding through that and going through this, this transition, but it's that when you go from maybe having a secure income and being mm. a certain way to doing the whole entrepreneur thing and learning to trust that whatever's coming through in that moment, but do you, do you, do you sort of feel that or have you got like a structure in place or how has that sort of been held for you? Oh yeah. It's such a good question. I mean, luckily, you know, I, I'm so blessed in that I obviously have my husband who works full time. Um, but there has been, and I, you know, I was talking about guilt and earlier on, but there was a lot of guilt for me because I felt I wasn't contributing. And in fact, you know, I, I was out of pocket for a long time because you obviously pay for email providers, blah, blah, blah. Um, and that was very much part of the process. And, and you know what it's like, you know, you, you do something, you have a launch or whatever, and it completely flops because I was just you know, I had no coach, I didn't have a pathway to follow. So I was just looking at endless YouTube videos on, and trying to patch it all together. And it just went on and on. And I went through this whole cycle of excitement, tears, fear, excitement, <laughs> you just go around in circles as you go to your next, I was a bit like a magpie, oh, that hasn't worked. So I tried this and oh, God, it was just endless. And it really, I mean, if if any of you that are listening are thinking of be, be becoming an entrepreneur, and I totally get that, especially as empaths, we're really suited to this way of working, get a coach. I would definitely recommend getting a coach or some sort of program. You know, if you're not an entrepreneur and you don't have that container, you know, that masculine structure behind your business, which you do need. Um, I would definitely consider getting, you know, someone you know is good, um, you know, being soul led with that and led to someone, you know, or just asking the universe to send someone your way or, you, you know what I mean? You know, just, um, you know, I was very soul led with the person I heard you on a podcast and I thought, oh, yeah, I want to work with her. And two years later, I found the money and and we did it and we I'm still working with her today and she's just totally transformed it for me. Um, so yeah, that would be my advice because that was my personal experience. But yeah, you know, if you're really floundering, I, I honestly don't think that you will get anywhere if you don't have that marketing expertise or you don't have someone to help you. I, but that's just my personal experience. Um, so yeah. It's the same with anything I feel as well, like whether it's like people get personal trainers, get therapists, it's just yeah. accepting that you're like, oh, I need someone to help me with marketing or I need, and my dad always, cause I didn't even know what an entrepreneur was until mm. lockdown. I didn't know, it wasn't in my vocabulary. And it's only actually finding a book and then a business card dropped out of it that had entrepreneur um, teacher or something. So I Googled what is an entrepreneur and went down this whole thing and then found this blog that this guy had written. And I was like, oh, so having your own business is is being entrepreneurial. Like that just wasn't oh. my, I didn't know that was a thing at all. Okay. But then what I didn't also appreciate was the fact that I've been running a personal training business and stuff alongside. And I was like, oh, so technically you've had your own business for a long time and not yeah. really even noticed. So it's bringing that awareness to it because it wasn't yeah. my, I just thought, I didn't even know what an entrepreneur was. 
yeah that's it yeah and, and it really I couldn't do anything else and, and that's the thing that's when you know when you're on purpose and you're doing what you're meant to be doing is when you know because that's what drove me is that I'd kind of gone too far and invested too much you know time you know but it was also well what do I do and I was like I can't do anything but this. I know I'm really good at what I do and I'm meant to be doing this. I've got to find a way to make this work. You know, so you, every time you're picking yourself up, you know. Um, so how but, many um, would you say, because I feel like I keep going somewhere, hit a wall, fail oh. again, and I'm like, am I going nuts? Am I doing, <laughs> like this morning when I was recording something, I didn't even switch the microphone on. And I was just like, are you losing the plot? What are you doing? It's like seven in the morning or something. <laughs> I just thought, is this oh. normal? <laughs> oh, it's, yeah, it's, yeah, it is crazy, isn't it? But yeah, I just, I just think like, you know, it's, if you know that's what you're meant to be doing you'll find that way and you'll just you'll just keep moving forwards with it and it is part of the growth process and you know if you're not quite sure how it's all going to come out for you you know part of that process is to make those mistakes but keep moving forwards because what else are you going to do mm. how they found um like do you because that's what sort of come up for me today like the fear of failure so is that sort mm. of come up for you at all Oh my God. Yeah, definitely. I mean, even with the coach, Amy, you know, the other day we'd, we'd launched the membership in a new way and I didn't get the numbers I was expecting. And at the same time, my um, engagement went down, right? Really plummeted on Facebook and Instagram. And I was like, oh, you know, and it, you know, I, I wasn't, I wasn't holding myself, you know, I had to sort of really work on myself to come back to center and, you know, um, but then it, it was all right. It turned out okay in the end, but, um, you know, it's, it's all part of it. You know, it's all part of learning to dance with that fear. That fear is always going to be there. You know, what, what level you're at each time as you grow, yeah. you're still going to things that won't work out and it's it's about now but that's been the biggest learning actually this year working with with, with my coaches um you know to to navigate that fear because it's a fear that will stop you moving forwards you've got to find a way to 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 work with that and be okay with that I think the biggest thing for me is realizing that I am worthy of investing in myself so yeah that's that's been a lot like the self-worth and mm -hmm. Like, oh okay I deserve to you know if I want to get a coach or if I want to you know try something mm -hmm. marketing or blah 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 like I'm worth investing in yeah be my own biggest asset but it's again yeah. when you're sort of going down this road and you think oh god money feels a bit uncomfortable and it's like can I then can I justify this this spend but we have yeah. to spend money to make money but it goes in this whole capsule and it's like how do you sort of juggle living in this world yeah transition over there yeah I mean I think my biggest pivotal point was I knew that I had to work with with Hayley with with the coach and I'd heard her on a podcast and I'd looked her up and I had I didn't have the money I mean obviously my you know my husband sort of runs the house on blah 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 and everything else but um you know our money is in we have a joint count you know it's not um but I, I couldn't afford, I just couldn't, we couldn't afford for me to pay her to get me rebranded and all this. There was a big lump sum. And I was like, right, okay, I don't know. I don't know how I'm going to do this, but I know I have to do it. And then do you know what? My aunt, out of the blue, whose friend, she had written a book. I had no idea she'd written a book. 
And she contacted me out of the blue and she said, Zoe, would you translate this book? Would you consider translating it into French, which is not my forte. I'm not a translator. I mean, I speak French, but, and I was like, no, no. And do you know what? The amount was for the amount I needed. And I thought, and I thought, hang on a minute. That's really, and I just thought, no, I need to do this. So I did it. I did it on top of everything. I did it. I bloody did it. I made myself do it. It took me two months. And it was really like hard work, but it will come. I, I know it always sounds so trite and people say, but it does. It honestly does. If you were so determined to do this and this is your purpose, you will get that help. And it may be that it will come in ways that you need to be open because I nearly refused that and I'm so glad that I took it on because I could do it and you know I did it and sometimes you you know you have to make little and I just kept saying to myself short-term sacrifice for long-term gain because I was working weekends and you know but it doesn't matter now I've forgotten it all you know it's and just out of curiosity because the dynamic like with the financials and a partner and then one Mm. doing that it's like did you guys like sort of sit down and discuss that or did, like how did it sort of um it's that's a really good question no we it was no he's always actually I'm so blessed when I think about him he's he's always been really supportive of what I do and he you know he listens because we we have joined kind of like an office next door to each other and so he listens to me on the lies and he can really see you know what what I do and how I help people so he's always known that in me he knows that's my passion and he's always he's always been really fully supportive but there was a point where he said you've got to manifest now (laughs) best as in whatever you know because it was just like oh I need to do this course I need to do this course you know in terms of digital I was making some mistakes initially with you know I'd got coaches that didn't quite get me there or whatever and he was like, okay, we just can't afford to keep paying for these and not have the return. And at one point he just said, look, you're going to have to manifest this money. And it was like, oh my God, you know. And, and that's that blew his socks off then when the money came in with the thing. And he's like, holy <laughs> shit, this stuff's real. <laughs> I know. I better start believing too. I know. I... <laughs> <laughs> we has, but we've never had problems like that. You know, luckily, yeah. So I am really blessed in that. But maybe that's just, you know, when we're not, you know, so it's the thing, isn't it? Sometimes you see people and you know they have the money and, you know, and and they can just quite easily afford lots of courses and you kind of have that comparisonitis. And I do get envious, I do, because it's not always been easy. You know, it's not when you're not, I mean, I'm not in some people's situations where they're having to pay for themselves and work two jobs. I'm not in that situation either. Um, and you do feel envious and that's been a really good learning curve actually because uh, there's been courses I haven't I would have loved to have gone on for my own training but I haven't been able to because everything's had to go into this coach and um and and then other people are going off on all these trainings all over the world and I'm like oh you know and then I think no turn that envy into inspiration and I say to myself you will have that if they can do that that means you can do that when you know you will do you will be doing that and I just you I I turn it around because I don't want to have that low vibe you know and 
I'm pleased for them and it may and then I, I can be pleased for them you know because it's hard isn't it when you see like, even I went down at the rabbit hole stone I was looking at something and I was like oh this person's doing a retreat and, this, and I was like whoa, yeah whoa, get back in your lane where yeah. are you right now and what needs to come through for you yeah yeah you, like whether it's jealousy or whatever it is it's like yeah. oh, that just means I want something that they have and I'm yeah. I'm going to turn that into inspiration and also know yeah. that divine timing and I always, yeah. I always quote this but I listen to this podcast and these kids like making like 44,000 pound a day on YouTube and I was like well anything <laughs> is fucking possible so and these kids like yeah I was training to be a doctor and then I was following all these things and I realized I know what I wanted to do and then I learned to do this and yeah he's like I've got 44 grand a day to play with and it's just each time just sort of but it's accepting that we need money to help us yeah and not have so much because for me there's a lot of guilt and shame around it and that challenge to say how much like not even knowing what to charge half the time and just undervaluing and then being yes so there's, there's a lot of this dance going on oh it's a, a process and it is it's self-worth it's you know how do you value yourself how you know you want people's approval I mean it, it just this is why entrepreneurship if anyone wants soul growth and personal development become an entrepreneur because it will test you in yeah. ways that you would not imagine um you know and and also remember remember that whoever you look at you know you see these gorgeous people on Instagram with these gorgeous just lifestyles well they didn't always have that you know they will have had to have gone through personal struggles to get to where they are you know nothing is handed to you unless you've come in at a kind of particularly enlightened place nothing is handed to you if you haven't done it in this lifetime you would have done it in others and there's always a learning around it I know I've got many blocks for sure um you know but I'm I'm picking them and 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 just working through them and and that's all you can do isn't it yeah, it's definitely, it's definitely uh, it's, I feel like it's my next chapter now, the money stage. And I'm like, oh, I kind of feel like I've sort of worked with the body bit and the eating bit and like the relationship with self. And that's like, right, the relationship with money. And I'm like, here we go. This is going to be a new rise. <laughs> it's all good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, what I'm going to do is I'll pop all your details below on the, um, whether people are watching this on YouTube or on mm or anything so i'll put all your details below so if people want to find out more information um they can click on you and um i'd love to well we'll have a little chat after so i'm going to end the recording now but thank you so much for your time yeah it's been gorgeous i really you're so natural it's been like a, just a chat with a friend i've really enjoyed it thank you amy right so i'm gonna end this